1: Now, enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: The title of the message today is When You Face an Impossible Situation. When you face an impossible situation. Someone has said, When God is going to do something wonderful, He chooses a difficulty. And when God is going to do something very wonderful, He chooses an impossibility. There comes a time in the life of every believer when he or she is faced with a seemingly impossible situation. How do we conduct ourselves during these times? Why does God allow them? Can we really prepare for these situations? In the story recorded for us in 2nd. Chronicles chapter 20 which was just read for us we can learn a lot about what to do when we need a miracle when we need to deal with an impossible situation King Jehoshaphat of Judah was facing a national crisis a huge army a confederacy of three heathen nations had joined forces for the sole purpose of doing battle with Judah Jehoshaphat was a great army, had a great army. He had lots of experience. He was a great and feared leader, but he knew he could not defeat the combined armies of three hostile nations. So he decided to seek the Lord. He proclaimed a fast across the land. He knew many things, but one thing Jehoshaphat knew for sure was that with God all things are possible. Jehoshaphat knew that success in war meant they needed God's favor, God's guidance, and God's wisdom. He knew that if God was for them, they could not lose. And so he made sure to seek God, and that everyone across the nation was seeking God in fasting and prayer. I read a story about a little boy which will probably uh, make a point for me. Little boy was spending his Saturday morning playing in his sandbox. In the process of creating roads and tunnels for his toy cars, he discovered a large rock in the middle of the sandbox. The boy dug around the rock, managing to dislodge it from the dirt. He pushed and nudged the rock across the sandbox, but he was unable to move the the, um, rock uh, over the edge of the of the sandbox determined the boy pushed and shoved but every time he thought he had made progress the rock fell back into the sandbox again he pushed and shoved until he smashed his fingers and burst into tears of frustration all this time the boy's father watched from his living room window as the drama unfolded He ran out to the sandbox and gently said, son, why didn't you use all the strength you had available? Defeated, the boy uh, cried, but daddy, I used all the strength I had. No, son, corrected the father kindly. You didn't use all the strength you had. You didn't ask me. And then the father reached down, picked up the rock and removed it from the sandbox. Jehoshaphat knew that he could try to push and shove all he wanted but success would not come without the father's help. Jehoshaphat did five things which we also need to do when we face an impossible situation in our lives. And the first thing that Jehoshaphat did and which we all ought to do as well is pray about the situation, pray about the situation. 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 3 Jehoshaphat was alarmed by the news and sought the Lord for guidance the first thing you do when you face an impossible situation is to get in touch with the one to whom nothing is impossible the problem may be bigger than you but you know someone who is bigger than the problem he is the God who has all power in his hands he spoke the world into existence and controls every situation in heaven and on earth. In fact, all you need to do is to examine the record. It was he who pulled back the waters of the Red Sea and let the people across on dry land. It was he who made the sun stand still for Joshua in order to win the battle. It was he who shut the lion's mouth for Daniel, protected the three Hebrew young men in the fiery furnace, withheld rain for three and a half years, from Ahab's kingdom, and destroyed the walls of Jericho for Joshua. The text tells us in, in verse 5b, Then King Jehoshaphat went and stood before them and prayed aloud. You see, prayer ought to be our first choice when we encounter an impossible situation, not the last resort as some of us do. See, a lot of times, and I do it, and all of us do it, we do everything that we could when we are faced with a problem. And only when we find that we are not making any progress that we turn to God. See, there's no problem that is too big or too small for us to take to God in prayer. So that ought to be the first thing we do when a problem arises. Because when we, we talk to God about the problem, the problem gets so much more manageable than before. But um, let's look at Jehoshaphat's prayer. One, he reminded himself of who God is and what God had done in the past. Verse 6 says, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. And then in verse 7, O Lord, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel? and give it forever to the descendants of abraham your friend so here are some of the things that jehoshaphat said in this prayer so you are god the god of our ancestors you are the god of heaven you rule over all the kingdoms of the earth you have all power and might no enemy can withstand you you gave the land to the descendants of abraham you are the god who hears us in times of of famines and pestilence and wars. You are the God who hears and helps us. In order to receive a miracle when you are facing an impossible situation, you have to know who God is and be convinced that what he has done for others, he will do for you. That what he has done in the past, he can do now. So when you go to God for a miracle, recall the occasions in the past where God has worked miracles in your life and certainly has worked miracles in all of our lives. Everything changes when God is in the picture. It was Vance Havner who said, when a man makes alliance with the Almighty, giants look like grasshoppers. But the second thing we need to do is to admit our need for help. Admit your need for help. Verse 12a, it says, Our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. So when you need to deal with an impossible situation, you need to confess your inability, your inadequacy, and be honest before God. You see, miracles never take place until you admit that your situation is impossible without God's help. So when you need a miracle, first you pray about the problem. God, help me. I know who you are. I know what you have done. Do it again. Then admit your need for help. I don't know what to do, and I don't have the power, but Lord, you have the power to do it. So admit your need for help. And then the third uh, step is... Focus on God, not the problem. Focus on God, not the problem. Verse 12. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. You see, when you need to deal with an impossible situation or when you need a miracle, do not focus on the problem but on, or the circumstance. Do not focus on the impossibility of the situation, but focus on God. Too many people focus on the circumstances, and that's why, at times, they do not have the victory that they're looking for. They do not have the solution that they're looking for because their eyes are focused on the circumstances rather than on the God who is above the circumstances. Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah had the right focus. That's why this is one of the great miracles uh, of the Old Testament. Their initial reaction was, basically, we are scared to death. It's three to one against us. There's no way we can defeat them by ourselves. But they turned to God. They prayed their problem. They admitted their inadequacy and inability. They focused on God, not the problem. Brothers and sisters, we need to keep our eyes on the Lord. When we assume the attitude, God, we can't do it, but we know you can. God always responds. Look at verse 15. Listen king jehoshaphat listen all you peoples of judah and jerusalem this is what the lord says do not be afraid don't be discouraged by this mighty army for the battle is not yours but god's amen see god says when you come to me for help remember that the battle is no longer yours it belongs to me As long as we are trying to solve our problems on our own, then God will sometimes allow us to to fail and then steps in when we recognize that we need his help. But the fourth step is relax in faith, relax in faith. Verse 17, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Amen. Amen. You can notice that twice in the passage, in verse 15 and verse 17, uh, God says, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. It's something we find throughout the scriptures. God knows how easy it is for us to be afraid and to become discouraged, to become depressed when we face circumstances that we have no control over. But don't be afraid or be discouraged when you face impossible situations. Why? Because God has never lost a battle. We are on the winning side of every battle. Uh, It doesn't matter whether we face... um, difficulties or barriers or circumstances or hang-ups or delays we are on the winning side if we are calling on the Lord God who is the God of heaven and earth and that's good news there's an important phrase in verse 17 it says stand firm now what does it mean to stand firm stand firm is a mental attitude of quiet confidence stand firm it is never God's will for us to run away from a difficult situation, as some of us quite often do. You see, I've discovered that when I run away from a difficult situation, inevitably God always brings it back around and gives me another chance. He says, if I run from it, that's okay. He's just going to bring it around and I'll have to face it. It's inevitable. Why? Because God wants to teach us through experience that in every situation he is sufficient he is competent and capable and he will meet our needs in that particular situation that we are facing so don't be afraid fear is the opposite of faith while I'm waiting for the miracle in my finances or in my job situation uh, in my business or whatever what do I stand on you stand firm on two things stand firm on the character of God he is faithful he has not brought us this far just to let us down he does not bring us out on a limb and then cut off the limb have faith in the nature and the character of God in verse 20 we, are, we read early the next morning the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. So the second thing to stand firm on is the truth of God's word. The truth which was spoken by by prophets um, years and years ago have faith in the word of God because God's word uh, will never fail so what do you do when you need a miracle then you pray about the problem you say essentially Lord I can't do it on my own but I am going to keep my eyes on you and God says that's okay it's my battle anyway so you don't need to fight in it stand still watch me do it just believe have faith But the fifth uh, step in the process of uh, dealing with an impossible situation is thank God in advance. Thank God in advance. Verse 21 says After consulting the leaders of the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Now, here is a picture. The enemy is on one mountain, and the Israelites are on another mountain, and they're getting ready to go into the valley to fight. And right before they go, Jehoshaphat said, here is our battle plan. I want the choir to go out in front. Now, that is not your typical strategy for for a war um, maneuver at all. It says, I want the choir out in front, and I want the choir to sing my favorite song, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. Now, it's a symbolic statement saying, we are thanking God in advance of the victory. You see, it's symbolic because faith is thanking God in advance the israelites were going into battle praising god in advance for the victory that they were expecting so notice the awesome power of faith of praying of believing of expecting and of thanking god in advance so that in um verse 25 it says so jehoshaphat and his and his men went to carry off the plunder And they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value. More than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. But let me go go back one. I I skipped um, verse 22. It says, As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Seir." who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. Something miraculous took place here that no one would have expected. The scripture says that uh, the Lord set ambushes. In other words, what the Lord did was to allow them to be confused so that they did not even know who they were fighting against. And so they killed one another while the Israelites simply Um, stood back and watched all that was going on. They did not have to draw a sword. They did not have to do anything because the Lord had said that he would fight their battles for them. That the battle was his, not theirs. So there is power in thanking and praising God and expecting God to do something when you pray. Some of you are facing a difficult situation right now in your personal life the question is when are you going to start thanking God for the answer that you've been praying for if you pray if you thank God for it when after it occurs then that is not faith that is simply gratitude for what God has done faith is thanking God in advance thank him for the miracle notice the results when you let God fight the battles when you let God work the miracles, when you relax and let, let him solve the impossible situation that you're in, then there are a couple of exciting results. And uh, we read about that in, in, uh, in verse 25. You see, when is when allowed to, to solve our problems, he always gives more blessings than we can handle. He always outdoes our expectations. I don't know what kind of situation you're facing today. Maybe um, the pressures at work uh, are really getting to you, and you feel that you just can't handle it anymore. Maybe you're about to lose your job or to lose your home. Maybe you feel that everything is going against you, and you need a miracle, and sometimes you feel like that. Everything is happening to us. Our world is coming apart, and we know that we need a miracle. Well, God is in the miracle-working business. However difficult or impossible our circumstances God will not let us down if we trust him Surely he who created the universe can be trusted He who established the boundaries of space He who rotates the earth on its axis He who keeps the oceans within their limits He who causes the sun to shine and the moon to glow He who controls the wind and the waves can be trusted You can trust God for he will never disappoint you He didn't disappoint blind Bartimaeus when he asked the Lord for mercy to give him back his sight. He did not disappoint the woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. He did not disappoint Martha and Mary when at the tomb of Lazarus who had been dead for four days. He did not disappoint his own mother who asked a favor of him at the wedding feast in Cana of Galilee. He did not disappoint the 5,000 hungry men along with their wives and children. And he did not disappoint the man at the pool of Bethesda who had been infirm for 38 years. And, but God is still God. The God who, who worked in centuries ago is the same God that we serve. He will not leave us and he will not forsake us. So when you face the winds of affliction, when you face the storms of life, when you face the chill of rejection, when you face a tempest of doubt, you can trust him. However, difficult or dismal your circumstances, God will not let you down. Or when you come to the end of your rope, when you reach your wit's end, when you can't go one step further, when you can't see the end of the tunnel, when you don't feel the touch of his hands, when you feel your knees knocking together, and when you stagger beneath a heavy load, you can trust him. There has never been a mountain that he couldn't move. There's never been a hurt that he couldn't heal. There's never been a crisis that he couldn't handle. There's never been a problem that he couldn't solve. And there's never been a a, a prayer that he couldn't answer. Go ahead and trust him. He has never failed a test. He has never lost a battle. He has never misunderstood a situation. He has never broken a promise. And he has never disappointed a soul and never will. Oh, in that, uh, I love that that um, song where they the author of that beautiful song says i will trust in the lord i will trust in the lord i will trust in the lord till i die will you trust the lord not just now but for, for all the days of your life and you'll be surprised to see that you will gain the victory amen and amen
1: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street, at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617 617-